Welcome to the Adam Asks Chuck podcast. Um, I'm Adam, I think. What's your name? Charlie. Yeah, then I'm, uh, I think I'm Adam then. Uh, this is where I ask, uh, you know the deal. Uh, so we're here today at the Comedy Club on State. There's a roast battle going on downstairs. Uh, people being mean, uh, doing that whole thing, hurting feelings. We're, we're, not, uh, we're not mean, so we're not... Uh... Nope, too nice. They said. I said, hey, can I sign up, you fucking ass? Cox, uh, I'll bleep that out. And they're like, uh, no, you're too nice. So it felt odd the way I approached him about it. He thought it would have helped. I said, nope, you're a sweetheart. You couldn't hurt a fly. I said, well, you're probably fucking right, you cunts. I could hurt its feelings. I That's see a fly, true. I tell it, uh, hey, you don't offer a whole lot to society and people don't really want you in this room. And the fly's like, boy, that hurt more worse than anything. Uh, that's more highbrow. I would just be like, hey, 28 eyes. <laughs> All right, so is that how many? Eyes do I they got a lot, actually, probably undershot, but uh, <laughs> more than four, and four is embarrassing. I feel like calling someone four eyes. That's like, oh, that's a rude tease. But if you call someone one eye because they have one eye, that's <laughs> that's beyond the pale. Oh, that's good. What about um, what about uh, if they have a one eye but wear glasses or a monocle? Like, hey, two eyes, and be like, should I be mad at that? It's the right number of eyes, but wrong type. I see. <laughs> one real eye. I like just calling people two eyes. They have to stop and think about it. <laughs> hey, two eyes. <laughs> like, wait, are we fighting? Uh, okay. Hey, arch support. And they just, uh, <laughs> just call. <laughs> that doesn't mean just insults just, that mean nothing. And then they're like, that's. But cool. arch support implies there's a support beyond what your body's giving you. So if they're not in a chair, if they're just walking around, I think they speculate. You think they're wearing something. Yeah, but that's not even insulting. And who would say that? If they're not. Well, anyway. Who would say any of this? <laughs> All right. Why are we here? All right, so uh, I have a question today. Um, you know, I'm not one. Uh, how should I say this? I'm with you on that. I'm not one, and so my <laughs> my question today. I know what what's what what was Watergate? I know the guy. You know, I know it had something to do probably with something in South America. Is that even true? No, not even true. What? Yeah, no, I don't know. South America. <laughs> Boy, I want to hear I don't know, you like, describe Watergate. I picture the Panama Canal being right next to a big gate that holds water. I picture them doing the same thing. One of them was real, the Panama Canal. One of them was this fake Watergate. And be like, wait, we already have a canal. I don't know anything about Watergate. It was a scandal. Evidently. It caused, uh, from what I've gathered, our president to basically just like be like, fuck this. I quit. I'm crying. Like, I'm upset. I'm sorry. All right. So, Watergate. <laughs> Watergate was a hotel. That's uh, oh shit. Yeah, that's that's the truth here. What kind of hotel name is that? Is it a chain? Doesn't sound like anything ever. I think it was just like the DC Watergate. <clears throat> it was just a nice hotel. It was in DC. I think so. I bet. I think that's right. Okay. Hotel. Depends. In- you tell me the scandal, and I'll tell you if it was in DC. If it was him <laughs> stripping. It would make sense it was in D.C. He was the president. Boy, I am... All right. Oh, okay. This is the first so, uh, first consecutive podcast we've done. I've had a, uh, I've had a drink. I'm just, I'm just amazed 
Okay. Okay. So Watergate. That I don't know. Yeah. So Nixon's the president. Obviously, we know that. There, uh, there's a break-in at the Watergate Hotel. Some, uh, some folks wearing gloves and hats. This is exciting. I kind of wish someone would have tried to teach me about this at some point in life. <clears throat> Go ahead. Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't think. I feel like Watergate was like two paragraphs in the history books, and they were yeah. just. Like, it sounds pretty interesting already. I'm hooked. Yeah. So these guys they bust into the the uh, Democratic National Headquarters is DNC, like DNC, known for having a bad firewall. <laughs> yeah, Wait, that's the uh, uh, that got yeah. them these days. So. Mm-hmm. There's like the Democratic Party. They had their office set up in the Watergate Hotel. Some people broke in, um, were flipping through some stuff, and they got arrested. And it was like flipping through. Uh, were they just casually like in an armchair, just slowly? They're not just like we're gonna read this later. I picture them. Well, I'm, I'm picturing them standing at the crate. They're flipping through the documents with like a flashlight. Ooh. They're being pretty sneaky. Somebody calls security, and they're like, "Hey, that's." Just who needs to read? It just based hour? on the f- yeah, right. <laughs> You're reading with gloves on. This feels like a crime. Yeah, uh, <laughs> someone's reading. I'm trying to sleep. It's very bright. So these guys get arrested. It's a you know shows up page couple of couple of just uh, who are these guys that get arrested? It's how many? How many? There's how many? Couple? I don't know. Three. What are they? What are they? Normal thugs? Just, no, they're just guys. Just guys. Nobody knows guys, them. Nobody knows uh, what the deal is. Yeah, maybe maybe loose ties to the GOP. Okay. Maybe loose or probably not even. Probably just like yeah, there's some like, uh, some weird guys they broke in. I think one of them might have been like Colombian or something. Hmm. They're okay. like, I was uh, gonna say loose ties. What is that? Somebody that canvassed once, once or twice. Knocked oh, on, I see. Knocked on doors. <laughs> I thought you were gonna make a joke about uh, somebody who had a long day of work. Oh boy, you that don't guy, respect me. That guy's got a loose tie. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, I like it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where you're going. Loose ties at the GOP. You get a little sweaty. Loosen up that tie and button a button or two. I bet Uh, they don't spring for uh, good air conditioning at the GOP. Why not? They get their whole thing is uh, having money and living in Florida. That's a big. Yeah, but having more money is using less AC. That's a good point. You're thinking of the Jews, though. Mm. Uh, Okay, so who killed the Jews? Jesus. Oh, what an ass. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, these guys, they break into Watergate Hotel. I think the story probably shows up page 14 of the, you know, life and outdoors section of the newspaper. It's a little story, but it's not something that really seems that important. Is that a section of the newspaper? Uh, I remember. I, I used know to, page 14 is. I used to get the. Uh, the newspaper as a kid, Daybreak. You got the, you specifically you got the newspaper as a kid. Not, well, my family got the newspaper, and then they were like, "This newspaper's too expensive." They canceled the Wisconsin State Journal, and I was like, "Ma, where the fuck my funnies?" And then we spent like a year without the newspaper, and then they're like, "All right, we'll get the newspaper again." Because I was like, "Give me the newspaper!" Oh wow, how degrading as a parent to have your child be like, "We need a source of both entertainment and education <laughs> information." Yeah, I would every morning. I would eat. Uh, Eat a bowl of cereal as I read the funnies. And then if I had time, I would read. They had a little column on the front called the skinny of the daybreak section. And they had like a funny cartoon character. And it'd be like, bad bank robberies. And here's a little funny thing. It was like before <laughs> the... Watergate was on there? 
No, no. Well, <laughs> the first you heard uh, wa- the first Watergate broke was in a funny. Be like, hey, last night. Uh, Here's a cartoon of some events happened last night. So minuscule. Oh, Hagger. Always complaining about your wife and then mildly commenting on <laughs> political <laughs> political stuff. Oh, my God. Hagger the Horrible has been writing the same joke for 48 years. I mean, if you think some comedians are real hacks, read these comics. Read these, read these comic strips. Some of these people are making a living off of one joke. Really? One they- joke and a cute kid. My goodness. Okay, so the the, the joke of every comic is the same joke of like, Hagrid's horrible. Is he even horrible? Hagrid's just like, so Hagrid's fat man with a beard, and then he's got like a skinny doofus friend. So half the time he's out with his doofus friend, and they're like pillaging. And then half the time his wife is serving him a bad pillaging. meal. Uh-huh. They exclude all the... They don't do any rape in a Hang of the Horrible. That would be a fun twist. Okay. If one of these days the guy starts sending in submissions where it's like, I'm going to hang a rape to go. <laughs> he's got to be old if he's still doing it, right? That's How yeah. long has that been around? People be like, hey, yeah, you know, this feels a little little off-brand this this week. How he's about little... this? How about this? The guy that writes Hang of the Horrible dies. Keep it on the hush. You just start submitting. One joke. Well, keep it on you the get hush. joke. Are you under the impression that if the guy who writes Hang of the Horrible dies, I'll be the first to know? <laughs> if you do it right alright uh, not ruling it out let's see okay question quick I, I don't mean to digest uh, digest any uh, younger but what uh, being a hack how do you be a hack as a cartoon are you doing like hacky cartoon things like oh, every cartoon's done that or you're just like they're, they're, they're just milking the, the same you're repeating your joke own is joke is the real problem okay, there's so certain ones there's some cartoons we read, and I'm there's not that many cartoons that get uh, adapted into a, uh, a sitcom like like an action like there was Dilbert mm-hmm. and stuff, but was those were like Garfield? cartoons. Those became cartoons. I think they should take the cartoon strip Fraz. That would be good. He's a janitor. Fraz is funny. He's got like he'll make like a reference to uh, Fountains of Wayne sometimes. Mm. He's like a kind of hip janitor. Like that's, is that janitor and Scrubs? He's a different. It's only kind a funny of... janitor I know. Is he even funny? I don't know. This but, guy's like uh, a young janitor, janitor who like has friends Ooh, who are a janitor. He's like friends with the second graders, and he's friends with the teachers. He's like dating the cute teacher, and then there's like the mean teacher, and he's Jan- like, "Yo, I'm a college educated, cool, twenty eight year old janitor, and I just kind of run the show." Honestly, doesn't that sound like a sitcom world? Pitch? I could, yeah, it does. Other world, I could see myself being a young janitor. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I don't know why, but I picture young janitor having promise. <laughs> I love that as a dream. Like it's more the of, young part, but still, I want to influence these children, but I don't want to like write a lesson plan. I'll just gotta say cool things to them in the hallway as <laughs> I clean up around them. <laughs> uh, I love that. Okay, so back to uh, reading the funnies as a child. The, so I'm just saying Watergate as it. Broke as a story. Blurb. Yeah, it might have made the news as like a, you know, minute 22 of the evening news or something. They're like, hey, there's a break-in at the Democratic headquarters. It's kind of kooky. Who knows? Just some people trying to find Democratic jewelry or something. Whatever. Um, Rubies. So uh, the Washington Post, they got a couple of fellows over there, Dustin Hoffman and Robert Redford, and they're working at the Post at the time. This is their big break. Um, no, it's uh, Woodward and Bernstein are the two. Is there a movie made? Yeah, yeah. 
So there's a movie made about this. I, I have have not seen that or read a book. The movie is entirely like I don't think Nixon appears. Like there's nobody plays Nixon oh, in the movie. Perfect. I hate uh, when that happens. Nobody can play a president. Uh, Frost Nixon. Uh, yeah, I didn't love it. Well, no, I actually the movie was good, but it, the whole time you're looking at it and you're going like, yeah, but that doesn't look exactly like Richard Nixon. Okay. Yeah, we know so well what Richard Nixon looked like that if you kind of look like Richard Nixon. Now that I think about it, in a movie, people can play presidential. You can be like, in this world, this is the president, and they're not playing a specific president. It's like, ah, I didn't get up bored. Yeah. But they're still, they could still be upstaged by the uh, the main actor. You yeah. know, you watch Independence Day, and it's like, ah, oh, this white guy, which, you know, he's not as cool as Will Smith. You can, you can cast but that a president. that would never happen. <laughs> you can cast a president. That's not that hard. But then casting a specific, this is Richard yeah. Nixon, this is John F. Kennedy. Like, now, to what, play. Did you see this Lincoln? No, I didn't. Yeah, me I guess I mean, apparently he centered nails around it. like, "Hey, look, we're getting someone to play this president because it's." And it's. I think they got the right guy, Daniel Day Lewis. Well, like... I love that people can be like, yeah, "He nailed Lincoln." <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, just as we... I remembered Lincoln <laughs> acting, talk, speaking. That is super funny. <laughs> that people, yeah, we have to just like. Boy, was that spot on that that Lincoln? It's like spot on Lincoln, just he, like I he remember. wore the hat. He had the mole. Uh, <laughs> you know, I thought the t-shirts were a weird decision, but otherwise, great, great Lincoln. Um, were there t-shirts? I, I'm saying it'd be funny if. Anyway, uh, just joking around. It probably was. Uh, yeah, different guys sitting here. I wouldn't worry about it. Different gelatinous cube of gray matter in his head. What do they used to wear as undershirts? What was Lincoln wearing underneath uh, his suit? I think they just had more hair. (laughs) (laughs) They were just manly hair. And if you didn't, you got cold and died. So I think we got these Woodward and Bernstein fellows and I think one of the two was like... Bernstein Bears. That's association. That's... that's I, I can do it. Uh... So one of them gets assigned this story. They're like, hey, check this out. You know, something happened. Ask around. And he's like, you got it. And then he starts asking around. And he's like, well, what if what if I pull this string? What if I pull that? And he's like, let's get Woodward involved. So he comes over. And they're like, yeah, this is kind of weird. It feels like something's happening here. So they're asking all these questions. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, why. Go on. Yeah. And then uh, they get uh, they get an informant. Ooh. They get a they get a guy. They're they're going over to people's houses, and then I think they're going to libraries. And uh, there was uh, a woman in the film. This is this is a sidebar, but uh, woman in the film. I think she played the librarian or something, and she got nominated for like best supporting actress. And she was just like the librarian for like six minutes. She, they were like, "Hey, where where are your books?" And she's like, "Ooh, you keep them alphabetically." Like she and then, was a new hire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, like, I think it was implied that she had been the librarian for a while. So oh she was yeah, up, but she's six minutes in the movie. Six minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so not she saying she was a fresh, just she... got hired. Six minutes in, really embodied the role. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, does it feel like I'm derailing? No, 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 no. You're fine. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> we'll be upfront about this. We, you know, no, I think we're both. Yeah, we're... okay. As as one who rubs his head would indicate, no, you love what I'm doing. Six minutes, librarian, best supporting actress. Anyway, that's besides the point. Well, so they get, know. They're, they're chatting with some folks, and uh, they keep... It's this kind of thing. I don't know how they're figuring this out. I don't really know how reporting works. It's like you go to one... 
Yeah. Well, so you go to one person and they're like, here's what I know, but talk to the next guy. And then I think they'd read a story and they're like, hey, uh, you know, we looked into Watergate a little more. Still interesting. And then send that to the presses. And then they go and they talk to the next person. And they're like, look, I don't want to talk about it. And then they kick him out of their house. And then Woodward and Bernstein go, that's weird. Let's talk to everyone that guy knows. And then it sounds exhausting. I imagine they would say it's like a puzzle where it's like this person's like blue, 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 green. And be like, hmm, green at the end. And talk to this other person and be like, yeah, red. And be like, get out of here. And then talk to another person and be like, green, green, brown, blue. And be like, oh, there was green on the left. <laughs> you know what puzzles mean. Could have tied it in a little better. Yeah, uh, I loved it. Anyway. If only you could hear Charlie's uh, smiles of, I don't know what the hell to do with any of this. Reporting. Puzzles. So then they get another guy. This yeah. one guy's reading their stories. He's like, these kids are onto something. They're getting it. So they're publishing these stories in the paper. I think they're publishing like, some stories. Hear some, Every some couple stuff. of weeks, a little more information Can goes out in the post. Publish speculation, though, or they're just kind of like more. I think, yeah, different clues were getting uncovered. <laughs> I'd love a clue section of uns- like <laughs> an unsolved crime section of oh the, the paper. Oh, my God, the paper. Here's our next, here's our latest clue. Then you have the collective. United States helping solve this crime. Front page, <laughs> politics, sports, clues. And then there's just a whole, just different things that happen, different places. Yeah, Here's people, a clue. This, we like, don't know about the crime, but we saw a fox and he was near a badger. Clue. Just, <laughs> if that fits, if you're trying to figure stuff out. You'd have America calling in and be like, hey, go back to Mr. Rogerson. Ask him why he was also wearing a top hat. <laughs> the crow, it'd be solved in a minute. My aunt won't tell me what she did in 1982. Clue. You just send that to the paper. Someone else is going through. They go, that lady. I know that lady. I know what she did in 1982. That fits into my story. Boom. That's what tangled webs we weave. It sounds like there should be... that'd be a good Craigslist section. Clues. <laughs> it's like misconnections, but just for just for facts. <laughs> I enjoy that a lot. Um... So. They they get this one guy. He's like, meet me in the parking ramp. And they're like, you got it. So they go, and they meet some guy in the parking ramp, and he's like, I'm going to stand in the shadows, but also be in an echoey public okay, space. You, I think I feel like you're giving the dramatic... The, this is the movie version, right? This is the movie version. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you're adding a lot of drama to this. They're always meeting in these parking ramps. They're always standing outside of the cars. Get in the car. People can hear you yeah. in a big old parking ramp. Also... Just if you're gonna if you're gonna be in a parking, just go to like a Dairy Queen or something. Don't yeah outside. Yeah, t- uh, people walk around in parking ramps. They're not completely anonymous. Why are they always in a parking ramp? I don't know. Especially if you think you might get murdered, and like these meetups, yeah, right. Like go to a place where you don't get murdered. Yeah, that's the weird thing. They're like, all right, well, we neither of us quite trust the other one, so let's go where we could both get away with murder. Yeah, it's like you two should go to the park. You can murder in the park, but. So they're talking to this one guy, and he is the famous Deep Throat. Have you heard of the Deep Throat? Oh, I've heard of the Deep Throat. Uh, I legitimately think like several uh, porns oh boy. Yeah. De- de- derived from it, but he was referred to as Deep Throat. He was their informant. How would they derive it other than just being like, my porn name is Deep Throat? Well, like, I, <laughs> like, I don't think... Th- my porn name is Deep Throat, comma, 19, uh, whatever this happened in. Because Deep Throat is a term... Deep, deep Throat's like a porn term now? Yeah. But I don't think it was before Deep Throat. What was hardcore mouth fucking called? <laughs> <laughs> probably just that. Honestly, this was like 1972. <laughs> the was, they probably didn't call it anything. I suppose they didn't. 
they didn't call themselves Deep Throat based on hardcore mouth fucking. Yeah, maybe it was. I could maybe be wrong. it did start this a porn could... term, but it also could have been Woodward and Bernstein to be like, you know, it'd be funny. This guy looks like he sucks <laughs> a big cock. Let's call, <laughs> let's call him Deep Throat. They liked him though. Big informant. What? Uh, what did? What did his? So this guy's. Uh, I'm sorry. Ask. He met in a part. So they met him in person. As far they as you know, meet this guy, and he would tell him, "Hey, you got to talk to." Here's what I don't get. He wasn't going. This is what happened, which. I guess he has his reasons too, because then they could probably trace back to him. But he would, they'd always go, uh, they'd go and they'd meet him and he'd be like, follow the money. And then he'd leave and they'd be like, oh, let's. Is this how it really played out? I think so. Really? And then they'd go talk to him and they'd be like, oh yeah, but you got to talk to the man with the fur coat. And then he'd like, couldn't you just arrest this guy and be like, he kn-. I feel like nowadays you could be like, you're arrested because uh, on suspicion of, and then we're going to question you and you're going to have to tell us. That's Follow you, the money means... That's uh, not what you're doing reporting, though. Reporting, you don't reveal oh, your sources. Oh, they're reporters. They're reporters. Oh, Woodward God. and Bernstein, they're working for the Post, they're reporters. They bring, yeah. So they're doing all this reporting. It's the same as reporters and priests. It's like, if you start blabbing about uh, what happened in there, you are in trouble. Um, for two different reasons. Well, the priest, I'm talking about <laughs> confession. I'm not talking about uh, uh, you know, the other thing they do. Giving communion. Um, Serving alcohol, yeah, to minors. So, Actually, yeah, I think that uh, yeah, you can start dr- out. You can start drinking wine in second grade. I did a Boy. first communion in second grade. So you know, you you go through all these steps. You do, you learn some things. We made like a little tapestry, and I remember that's a quick thing to blow over. <laughs> Very curious. Yeah, we made a. You cut out like felt of some sort. Felt the actual name of. Uh, Thank you for breezing over it before. Deep throat. Um, oh. Wait, what? They found that they found out his name. I think like 2005. They're like Mark Felt or something. Ah, he just died. Just he died name. and was like, "I'm deep throat." Um, <laughs> with his last breath. Deep <laughs> throat. Uh, so first communion, we uh, we all went. You know, it's like we ate the cracker and then we tasted the wine. <laughs> then we had this one girl. We're like, this this wine isn't actually communed yet. Because you guys aren't communed yet. Whatever. Yeah. You haven't gone through the sacrament. <laughs> this one girl raised her hand. She goes, does the wine taste better after they bless it? Uh, <laughs> fair question. <laughs> Which, honestly. As a believer, fair question. As a second as a grader. As a normal person. Every, the funny thing is, everybody laughed at her. We uh, were yeah. all being taught it changes into the blood of Christ. Yeah, like, right, that was, right. which I think everybody was kind of like, oh, yeah, we get metaphors, <laughs> but... To to assume every person in the class understood the metaphor of body into bread, blood into wine, mm-hmm. quite bold. And this girl's like, does it taste better when it's blessed? Because part of it was so hopeful. Like, yeah. God, I hope this it. But also it's just like, I don't you know drink more wine. You goddamn idiot. You think that, that what he's waving sugar packets over this? What is your theory here? Uh, I think her name was Samantha. Oh, boy. Real cunt of a second grader. Edit that out, please. Uh, joking. We don't need. I don't want. If any only I had the technical <laughs> skills. I can't make the fucking volume work. Uh, leave it in. All right. Deep so, throat. Deep. R- raspy fell in the m- movie. Probably just a deep. Well, maybe I don't know. I don't oh, remember. Why they call him that? Or he called himself that. <laughs> I'd love that if they get to make up your own informant nickname. <laughs> He's, if they caught him on the spot, it's, it's such a shitty name because he was really put on the. It's just like, hey, uh, so what's your informant name? Huh? 
you're, you're informant name. Like, you know, everyone has like a cool, it's like, oh God, I don't know. Oh, dumb. Deep throat. Bukaki. Mm. Um, that's a cool one. Oh boy, you're opening up a whole can of other sexual terms. <laughs> so then, the, I I think the film had the same climax as, did you see Spotlight? Actually, I did. Here's the thing. Movies about reporting, they are compelling in a lot of senses. You can really build these characters up. You can get a lot of plot going, but very anticlimactic. Is that what reporting's like? If it happens that way, it's very exciting because it's like you learn stuff when they learn stuff, and it's like, well, this is exciting. <clears throat> if you're a reporter and you like learn new... That's, yeah. It sounds like you're in a movie. Yeah, you're getting all these clues. Da, 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 da. But the thing is, I think both the movies ended with... They send the story to the press. Like, I think Spotlight ends. It's like people call. Like, it's literally just like a lot of phones are ringing. And I think this ended like Woodward and Bernstein are like, let's go get a beer or something. It's just, there's no. Right. Cops is when you're like, let's end this by arresting this fucker. Mm -hmm. That sounds more uh, cathartic. This is just like, hey, now the world can do with this what they will. So they published. Yeah, these, these movies are good. They're good storytelling, but they're not satisfying because it always ends with like a you know in 1971 this it always ends just giving you facts like here's the follow-up movies that are just like smalls and wendy got married and had 12 children yeah i don't like it when fictional movies just make up (laughs) the rest of reality it's like that that, that's a whole you chose not to tell that story you could have told you could have kept the movie going and told us that or you could have ended the movie. That'd be great. The sequel is there, is there a sequel that just jumps like twenty years? I feel like that'd be great. They should have more uh, like romantic comedies, just based on like I wrote this romantic comedy. It's just a fever pitch. But let's say that Jimmy Fallon's character was this one kid from Sandlot. They're just like, there's no reason that it doesn't line up. Oh, that'd be great. Let's just pretend. Let's just loosely just... tie it into Sandlot. So you're like, you don't even promote it that way, really. You're just like, by the way, it's the kid from Sandlot. And then it's just all these stories are happening the same. Why not? Yeah, that's a, I think <clears> that's, that's a good fun. way to do it. Yeah, I guess like the, the, the end of Sandlot, it's like, hey, this person uh, went to college here. And then it's like, these got married and had 13 kids. Those, those stories all take place at different times. It's like, well, their lives were interesting after that, but only once and at different times. <laughs> so we couldn't tell that as one cohesive story. The only time... All of their lives were interesting. <laughs> was when they were seven. <laughs> uh, All right. So the story broke, and what did they? I, well, I haven't heard anything other than yeah, I haven't explained what's going on. So and... what they learned through the reporting was that uh, it was like the rep- I think it was the GOP was like we need to break in to the Democratic headquarters, get all their information. And they're like, oh well, who who told them to do that? Did did you tell them to do that? Did you t- who what, who knew this? And then they eventually were like, oh, it seems like Nixon probably knew about it. If not, said, yeah, let's do this. This is a good idea. So then the whole thing became, you know, that's the when did the president? What did the president know? And when did he know it? That was when they were questioning him in uh, Congress or whatever. They were like, okay, let's get the answers here. Did you know about it? Because if you're Nixon and you know a crime is going to take place, people are going to break in, and you just go, go for it. That's you. You got it, boys. You're done. You can't do that as the president. Yeah. So that's why Nixon never actually got impeached. 
Nixon resigned. Um, and Quay didn't want him. It didn't want more investigation. Yeah, he's just like this isn't going to be fun. Okay. It, because because it, it would so it, it happened after the story broke, but no investigation took place. No, well, I think police. They, no, I think they were in the middle of it. Like they they okay. were going through the investigation. Okay, he was under investigation. Are reporters always ahead? That's how they make it seem in the spotlight. Is like fucking reporters are like right there, and then it's like police catch up, you fatties, lay off the donuts. Yeah, well, like the police, like in spotlight, the police aren't. Concerned or interested at this point? I don't think the police know. Like the well, the police aren't looking at the bigger picture. They're looking at the individual, and they're like, "We know about three things." And in some cases, the police will go like, "Oh, we're really interested in you know, the mob or this organized crime," and they're trying to always interested in the mob. They're every time, (laughs) but they're always trying to put those pieces of the puzzle together. Yeah, but they aren't like zooming out and going. Hmm, there's like a trend here. I mean, they are sometimes. Obviously, there's people whose entire job is to spot these trends in crime and stuff. But I think what was going on with like Spotlight and um, Watergate was these people are like, there's some stuff here that seems big picture fishy that isn't like, you know, you, you put a detective on this crime. So I think that's the kind of thing where Watergate seemed like it might be minor. It seemed like a break-in. Mm-hmm. So the cops aren't going... Hmm, let's let's go to the top. Let's yeah. go right to the top. Was Nixon involved in this break-in? That's not really how the reporters handle it either. But the reporters are going, we want to really fact-find and really try to see what the full story is here. Whereas the police are more concerned with the crime. The police are less like, if your buddy told you to break into this place, the police are like, that's not really relevant to what I'm doing here. Right. So, yeah, I, I like it. And so, <clears throat> story broke, you don't know what necessarily. They're just like, there's more here, and then it... Started getting churned up. Yeah, they 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 broke the news okay. that like how all right how did Nixon uh, resign? Down. I heard it was a big thing. It was a lot of theatrics. Well, there was the whole he waved his his peace hands at one point, and he went. I he was like getting on a helicopter, and he thought, you know what's gonna make me look great to the American people if I turn around, put my hands in the air, wave the peace signs, and yell, "I am not a crook." <laughs> <laughs> that's, that was his big plan. He's like, this is going to play well. That was getting onto the helicopter I think quote? He was... That's when that happened? I'm, I, I could, heard the quote. I could be wrong. I feel like I picture a helicopter behind him when he says it. Oh, wow. I know there was something with the helicopter, and uh, Bill Burr said he cried or something. Maybe true. I don't know. But I didn't know that I Am Not a Crook was uh, at that point. That's a hilarious. It's like everything I've heard about his resignation Packed into like twenty seconds makes it so much funnier. Dad, I'm not a crook. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just like uh, peace, uh, uh, Nixon. What do you have to say about about your presidency? Nope, didn't do it. All right, see you guys. Also, crook is Where the did he go. Crook is the funniest word that yeah, you can describe. Someone that's so disconnected from crime. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're we're trying you for treason. No, oh, no, it doesn't sound like me. I'm no crook. Oh, all right. A crook is one of those guys who holds a cane, like a curled cane. You know how some criminals have a are carrying around a cane? You don't know that? Well, well. again, this seems like a term you'd get and in a the funnies. Cap. All right. It feels like the news <laughs> broke in the funnies. <laughs> Nixon learned what a criminal was from the funnies. Do you know that they had dramatic comic strips? Like, in the in my paper, there was... They had graphic isn't that what graphic novels are? Yeah, but they, these were bad. It was like soap operas. Mm. They had Rex Morgan, MD. 
<laughs> and Rex Morgan sounds the, hot. He's just Rex some, Morgan. Yeah, oh it was every once in a while I'd check in because it went. You know how a if you think of a soap opera, if you ever watch a soap opera, they fit about one episode's worth of content into five episodes of the course of the week. Oh, like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, so just the plots developing at a snail space. The way this comic strip worked, they'd fit about one minute's worth of content into five strips over the course of a week. So you would read this thing for a year, and it would be like just the small, weird little storyline. Literally, I remember one that was like there was a lost guy, and they didn't know him, and then they found him. It's the worst thing in the world. That sounds awful. My my angle with that would be uh, if I really needed to stretch for my comic or my whatever you called it, mm-hmm. dramatic comic would be an episode where a person says one plot development piece of dialogue, and then a guy with bad hearing is be like, "Wait, what?" They'd be like, "Oh no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> Carl is dead now." <laughs> but uh huh, what? That's the whole thing. I like, repeated five times. <laughs> Well, that's the like the most uh, frustrating read. When you watch these sitcoms where, like, you know, Seinfeld's great, but they do it on Seinfeld Town where he'll answer the phone and be like, what? I'm being audited for not paying my taxes in 1994? Are you sure? Are you telling me? What? Okay. About, like, they always, ha- like, are explaining back to the person on the other side of the phone. And when you picture the other side of that conversation, there's always got to be a guy where they're like, yeah, what? We're... Are you listening to this conversation? You're just really parroting all the information. You were on the phone for four seconds, and then all you did was repeat back to me the exact same thing that I said. Fair? All right. Yeah, no, no, no. Sorry. It is fair. Uh, I'm, uh, I was distracted. I was wondering at what time we're at. I feel like uh, we probably should wrap it up. Okay. Not to, well, not to what you're, you're speaking on. Uh, so the biggest issue with Watergate is that now every scandal has the word gate at the end. Oh, just because yeah. the hotel they broke into... Had nothing to do with the water either. It was so just... That's okay. If there is a water scandal, Nestle stealing water from hospitals, like, this is the... This is... Uh, yeah, you're out of terms. Flint, Michigan. What if we find out <laughs> yeah, their water's actually, yeah, great? What? They're just uh, complaining. Oh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have called it a scandal as it was? <laughs> like, the real scandal would be if the water was great the whole time. Now, nah, what do they think is going to happen? They're going to get good water? That's not... Uh, I live in Flint. I got, I, got a, I got news for you. The water's all bad. Theirs is just brown. You see brown water, you start asking questions. You see this clear water, you just let it keep flowing. We're all... That's how they got them in Batman. Begins water supply <laughs> all right fair enough we got a little off the rails at uh, a <laughs> few moments here uh, we appreciate you sticking it out if you're here i but... hope you did that's uh that's worth sharing with the public mm-hmm. all right thank you everybody <laughs> have a good one